No. We should just start, right? Like, yeah. We're Live for Today. We're Live for Today. I'm well, Ian. Welcome to Live for Today. I'm Brandon. I'm Ian. Uh, and <laughs> welcome to Live for Today. Right. I think we mentioned that, but <laughs> we really want you to know where you are right now. And although we're having some fun here, we are talking about a serious, uh, I'd almost call it like an epidemic, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's mental health, and more specifically, mental health for, for men, not that we want to exclude women. But this month's all about November, as you can see, the dirty stashery is, uh, is happening right now. And uh, I know, you know, we were speaking earlier about we're, we're not experts on mental health uh, in regards to we can't diagnose it. We're not here to point fingers. We're just here having a conversation as friends on, you know, maybe some struggles we've had. Maybe we'll get into that because we don't know. We, have, we haven't scripted anything, but we do want to talk about it because it is an important topic on uh, mental health this month for November. So. Why don't you go through? Let's let's talk about the website on November. Ian's gonna read that top line though, because I think that's a, you know, you and I yeah. had a, a moment there. So no, so uh, November.ca is obviously a uh, or .com is a, a large driver for a lot of information that we're putting out this month. Uh, so thank you to November. Thank you for doing what you do. <clears throat> it's an incredible cause. Uh, we will change the face of men's health, whether it's through these uh, ribbons we wear on our face awkwardly. Uh, but the top uh, top banner on the page today says to be a man of less anxiety. I had to be a man of more words. And I think that just elicits so much thought that we're, we're taught or we're, we're, we learn that in order to be a man's man, to be a tough man, you have to be quiet and keep your feelings to yourself and you don't express and you, you don't put yourself out there because you're seen as vulnerable. Yep. Uh, there's a stat just under this where it says, uh, <clears throat> globally, every minute a man dies by suicide. And in Canada, alarmingly high, 75% of all suicides are, are men. Um, so they, they tell you, and what we're going to talk about today and get into is that we want you to talk, we want you to ask, we want you to listen, we want you to encourage action, and of course check in. Um, so that's kind of what's going to, uh, I guess, take us on our, our path today. Yeah, so, I think, yeah, like I, I just know we don't have a scripted <clears throat> way, and and you know I'll I'll bring up this some of the things we're going to talk about, and I'm not I'm not getting paid for this, we're not getting promotion money, but Lewis House has this book called The Mask of Masculine Mask of Masculinity. And it's a book that I picked up a few months ago, just out of interest. I follow him on Instagram uh, and Twitter and Facebook. A good guy, doing a lot of powerful stuff. And um, I read some of it, haven't read the whole thing. I'm, you know, two, three chapters in on these different masks. And we'll go through them a little later in a little, little bit here. But, um, you know, you talked about holding it in. And you and I just had this conversation about, you know, me as a child. My mother used to always get angry with me saying, you know, are you okay? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. And she knew I wasn't. But I would hold it in because I think subconsciously that's what I thought being a man was, right? You can't show that you're upset. You can't cry. That's a big one, right? Um, You know, you think that we both played football. And so there's a lot of great things I've learned from football. And, um, you know, you're hurt, you're injured. There's there's those scenarios. It's you play through it. But is that that the epitome of a man of, you know, you play hurt? I think it's a portion of it. Um, But there's all this other side of, you know, can you have a conversation with your friend on a relationship, um, on you, you're not feeling your, yourself, you're, you think you're depressed, you don't think you're depressed, um, you know, some of your, your struggles um, with a girlfriend, mm-hmm. with a family member passing away, with all, right? And so yeah. we, we, we had, you know, we've had these conversations where we just open up and we talk about um, what's going on. And as awkward as it seems, it's just nice to have a friend to listen to. And so that's, I think... You know, that line of, I had to be a man of more words, speaks to it. You got to talk about it. So if you think you're um, having some mental health challenges, you know, whether it's depression, stress, anxiety, all these different 
um, you know, gambit of uh, diseases, I guess I'll call them, or symptoms, or whatever they are. I think ultimately you have to talk. So I know I've spoken to my wife about um, being depressed, and I don't think I am where I was, but we had a conversation about it, and, you know, she talked me out of it, talked to my doctor, turns out I wasn't. I was just stressed from work. But, you know, same thing. I think you have to know yourself, right? I think that's one of the biggest things is um, you have to label it and identify it in a sense. And even if you start with yourself, you have to start with yourself because you can't have somebody come in and say, you're this. Um, it may be valid, but until you actually kind of own it and, and start talking about it. And again, we, we kind of stayed just a little today in the sense of we wanted to have a casual conversation about mental health because that's what it should be. It shouldn't be all these walls up. It shouldn't be all these barriers put up. It should be two people, men, women, it doesn't matter, um, sitting down and chatting. You know, we both have uh, children. We, we both had... <laughs> it's stressful, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But we both also had wives that, that suffered from... Um, postpartum. Postpartum. Yeah. Um, which can be stressful on both sides of it. You know, yeah. there, there's decisions that are made or there's actions that are taken based on things that you don't understand. And it's not until you start talking about it and saying, hey, I'm seeing some things... You know, or when they say, hey, I'm starting to feel these things. So, yes, we are focusing on, on men's health today, but it, it kind of translates across all borders. And I'm not just saying if you're a man, you have to talk to a man about how you yeah. feel. Find, yeah. find yeah. somebody that you feel comfortable with, and a partner, a doctor, or, or clergy, or, or whatever you believe in. Um, you know, find somebody in your life that you can have that moment with. And, and, you know, we referenced it in our first show. That was like, I don't know, like nine, ten years ago, our first show. <laughs> yeah, feels uh, like feels, it. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe we're still doing it. No, it's good. Yeah. Uh, but in our first show, you know, I, I had a, a personal hardship, a breakup with uh, with a girl. Yeah. And uh, without even thinking about the day or the time or whatever, I reached out to Brandon. Uh, <clears throat> of course, find out or realize, remember after, that it was the anniversary of his mom's passing. We didn't realize that till he left his yeah. family dinner came and hang out with me in a dirty Tim Hortons parking lot and, you know, listen to me cry and, and talk yeah. about the the girl that got away. So, you know, I've always appreciated and respected yep. our, our friendship. And, and there's been times, especially over the years now that we both have kids, where we might only see each other a couple yeah. times a year. This this show is kind of a reason. Well, and I think it's funny. So, you know, <clears throat> speaking of that, you know, that brothership and mental health and whatnot, being around people that you enjoy being around, that's going to keep you mentally strong. But, you know, I, I said this earlier when we first thought about this on, I read on the news article that um, by 2020 or 2021, doctors in the UK will be able to diagnose people with loneliness and uh, give them prescriptions for cooking classes and, and different things. And it really, it really struck me as odd because I'm like, how, like, there's so much to do. How can you be lonely? And, you know, part of that's what we're doing right now, social media, right? People are on social media, but they don't have the actual people around See, them. See, anti-social media. Right. And so, you know, there's all these different things that might cause these <coughs> symptoms and these thoughts of, hey, I'm not myself. And so I, I was just thinking while you were talking there, this happened to me um, last weekend with my wife, and I hope this is common for you. Um, kids weren't listening. I was losing my mind. I was stressed out. Michelle was picking up on it, and she's like, what's wrong? And what do you think my answer was? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I'm yeah. fine. Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm good. And then she kept prying. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just stressed. Okay. The girls weren't listening. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then I had stressed her out for the whole day, caused her some mental struggles. And it turned into this argument like, you, I'm not going to talk to the rest of the day type of yeah, thing, right? But it's, it's that scenario where from the get-go that I said, the girls aren't listening to me. I'm starting to, because I know that stresses me out. Yeah. But I didn't do anything about it. I, I just let it build up, build up, build up, build up. And so, you know, 
to my wife, thank you for asking me and make sure I say it earlier, but I probably won't because I'm stubborn. I'm a guy, right? But I have to learn these things on, right? right? Like it's these (laughs) moments of, you know, and it's not just stress and anxiety. You know, I I can't speak to depression other than the postpartum. Uh, It's very, you know, surreal moments of just like what's going on. And, you know, you come home and your wife is in tears, saying things that you've never heard them say before, never thought they would say, and you're just like, what is going on, right? Like, I felt like I was in the twilight zone. Yeah. And, you know, knock on wood, uh, I've never had anything like postpartum or depression. Um, I've been stressed, and I've had some anxiety at times, but, you know, I think, you know, those are just my personal um, scenarios and, and things that have happened. But, you know, talking about it, I think it's key. Yeah, and I I totally uh, agree with that for years, and I'll I'll admit this on on social media and and in front of the uh, the tens of viewers that we have so far, (laughs) that uh, (laughs) for years I was a believer that suicide was a weak way out. It was was for people that uh, gave up. I agree. uh, That didn't, um, you know, didn't have the testicular fortitude to pull through. Uh, And it's funny, being an athlete and going through these things, it was actually an athlete's death that kind of triggered my whole switch in mentality and it was Wade Belak. Wade Belak played for okay, the yeah. Leafs amongst other teams. <clears throat> but he was always he was a funny guy. He was outgoing. He had kids. He was just the you know, kind of the the guy that you'd look up to and be like, I want to be like Wade. Uh, and Wade uh, despite the outward perception of success and happiness uh, ended his life. And uh you know, I really sat and thought um that night and, and reading that, and, you know, it hit me kind of hard and I thought, you know, if a guy like that felt like that was his only option yeah what kind of dark place must he have been in well who's the lead singer lincoln park oh uh chester right so he committed suicide <clears throat> not to interrupt your story no, no, it no. just made me start thinking about you know uh, on the other side to that like what are the signs right and so when you listen to lincoln park's album that was released and then he committed suicide like the first song i can't remember the name of it i should look it up but when i listen i'm like how did nobody know this man was going to commit suicide yeah. right were there things that Wade was doing, and you know, Robin Williams, another great yeah. one that we talked about, yeah. Um, yeah. didn't commit suicide. Suicide's what? What killed him. Right. Yeah. Because he suffered from something totally different. Yeah. Right? In uh, so Robin speak, Williams' yeah, case, it was a uh, Lewy body disease, and, and it wasn't diagnosed or kind of brought to light after, but there, there was a lot of symptoms that kind of led up to that. What made it hard for, for Robin Williams' uh, family and friends was he was a Juilliard-trained actor. He was also highly intelligent, and, and of course, the disease affects people differently like that. So it's, you know, you, you talk about those defining moments, and, and being from an athletic background, you talk about Rick Rickon, you talk about Wade Bielak, you talk about Derek Bougard. Like, these are all guys, and, and I mean, unfortunately. Junior Seau. Yeah, Junior Seau. Uh, was that got, an OD? Uh, no, I can't remember. No, that was a suicide. Okay, that's right, yeah. Um, you know, these aren't guys that are, are killing themselves. It's something in their life, in their brain, in their, their structure, their chemical makeup has offered this as the only solution. Yeah. Um, so... You know, again, I, I sit here today saying I was once that guy that said suicide is for the weak. Uh, it, it is actually quite the opposite. To, to feel like that's your only option, yeah. um, awful. Uh, and you always want to, and that's one of the things, what are the signs and symptoms of somebody right. that's going to commit suicide? Talking about it, though, but, and, but understanding that to your DNA core as a man, for the most part, um, you know, it talks about the invincible mask. It talks about the material mask. It talks about all these different, these nine masks. I'm going to, you know, let me read them. Um, it talks about all these masks, but we don't talk because we're men. Like, mm-hmm. no, at no time in the last five years, we've probably opened up more to each other than the previous ten. Absolutely. In the sense of, well, I can't show you in a week, mm-hmm. right? You know, and it, it took me a long time. You know, the whole thing about uh, saying I love you, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
it took me a year or two of saying that to finally get over it because you would say, okay, I love you too, mom. And you're, as soon as you hang up the phone, your buddies are lighting you up, making yeah. fun of you, right? Yeah. And it's fun and it's good. But then at the end of the day, it's how how important is that, right? The, I, I say I love you to people because of my nanas and my stepdads and my, my, you know, my mom passed away. And it's those people passing away that made me realize that um, my stepdad died when I was 17 in, in a totally different scenario. Maybe this is mental health. I don't know. Um, I said, I, I don't remember saying I love you. And that struck me and to the core going, okay, so when I, every time I talk to anyone I really care about, aside from you, um, I'm going to say, okay, I love you. Okay, I love you too. Why? Because you never know. Yeah. Right? So there's that No, part. no, so, and it makes perfect sense. And it's interesting that, that you go down that, that the path because, like I said, I learned that from you and I learned yeah. the value of it. But when I met, uh, when I met my wife, they, they were not an overly, overly affectionate family. And, um, I am, I'm a hugger. Right. <laughs> we, 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 we hug every time we, we see each other. Um, you know, that's another we, thing though in public, yeah. right? People see you hug your best friend. They're like, yeah, you know, who are these guys? Yeah, like, yeah. What's going on? But, you know, and again, people could look at us differently and that could cause us mentally to go, okay, that's not right. I got to stop doing yeah. it. But at, at right. six foot four and 232, yeah. 280, <laughs> yeah. I don't really care what people think anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, we were huggers. So every yeah. time I said bye to my wife's family, you know, from Sunday dinner, from whatever, Huggin'. I gave a hug. <laughs> and, and, you know, in, you know, early in our relationship, my mother-in-law had uh, open heart surgery and it was just, uh, it was a quadruple bypass. So yeah. it was, it was bringing that back around and making it normal for them. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I'd like to feel like I was a small catalyst. Maybe yeah. we've gotten away from it now that life is busier, but you know, our, our boys, the same thing where, you know, they always say goodbye. They always say, I love you. Even if they're staring at the TV and not really paying attention, but uh, back to the book. So Lewis Howe's mask of masculinity. He speaks about nine masks. Yeah. Right so the, I, and I don't even know what this word means cause I'm not that educated, but the stoic mask, I can read it later. The stoic mask, the athlete mask, the material mask, the sexual mask, the aggressive mask, the Joker mask, the invincible mask, which we talked about Pat a little bit about mm -hmm. you're invincible, but check yourself out. The know-it-all mask and the alpha mask. And so I think I've read up to the material mask or the sexual mask, but it was really good because it just talked about what, what you're taught is normal versus what's going on internally, right? Because Lewis Howes, uh, <coughs> athlete, blows his knee out, becomes an arena football guy. Uh, and then that career ends, and now he's he's jobless, depressed, and doesn't know what he's going to do with his, his life, but he can't tell anyone, because that would mean he's a failure, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's a great little book that talks about his journey, um, and how he's, you know, struggled through depression um, from becoming all these things, and now he's a successful entrepreneur and successful uh, uh, motivational speaker, yeah. but I think for him, it, it started, started with, again, we said this, uh, we don't want to beat a dead horse here, but knowing yourself... But talking about it, um, understanding that those who know you well, like your wife and your parents, your siblings and your best friends, they know you, right? Like uh, another great example of, you know, what path I was going down. My mom passes away six months later. I'm in this dark area. Robin Buck calls me and says, you okay? You know, in the, you know, we talk about stuff. He goes, you good? I go, yeah, I'm fine. And in short, he basically said, you're a liar, you piece of crap. Uh, <laughs> snap out of it and become the man your mom would always want you to become. And that was the talking to I needed to hear to snap out of that would drought, whatever you want to call it, yeah. right? That moment of like life is done, my mom's not here, I don't have anyone to talk to. The drought's another story. Awkward. It was that moment that now I start living my life a little differently, um, become, you know, trying to be the best dad, trying to be the best friend, trying to be the best, the best, the best. And part of that is being open and talking about yep. things. And so, yep. you know, 
you know, Michelle and I have gone through moments of I don't talk to now we're talking more about our feelings and what's going on with our mm-hmm. life. So again, I think <clears> the whole <throat> premise of this mental health idea is talking, right? Talking, knowing yourself and, and not being afraid. Cause I think that's the biggest thing is like, I can't tell Ian that I'm sad. Mm-hmm. He's going to make fun of me. You wouldn't, but no. that's the scenario time that well, brings that courage. Right? And I think that's, that's where all this comes from is uh, is stigma. You know, we, we talk about Bell, let's talk. We talk about right, all that's things, a big one. and that's it's a to break one. down yeah. stigma. Because right now in society or, or in parts of society, we don't talk about things because of the repercussions. So Brandon tells me he's sad, mm-hmm. and, or doesn't tell me he's sad because he's worried about what society will dictate to him. So if I were that person, you're sad, I'll suck it up, you know, uh, right. get over it, be a man, do those things. Yeah. So you, you talk about stigma and you talk about how people view mental health. And I think that's why these casual conversations need to happen. And it's simple things. Uh, we went to a, a wedding um, together, uh, not together with our, our partners. Um, well, basically together. Basically, we, yeah, I don't yeah. remember seeing them. <laughs> yeah. So we, we went to a wedding a month or, or six weeks ago, whatever it was. And, and uh, we ran into a lot of people that we hadn't seen in 10 years. And uh, I openly and outwardly asked, you know, how's it going? What are you doing for work? Because I haven't seen them. <clears throat> and then the question that followed up, because I am who I am, is do you like what you're doing? <laughs> and, and maybe it's a little of the live for today before we even had live for today. Yeah. Uh, but the answers I got were interesting. Some people were like, yeah, I absolutely love it. And then other people looked me uh, like, dead in the eyes yeah. like, no, I don't. So I would, I would just implore and I would say, why, what do you do? Like, again, cause that's, that's, people are afraid to admit that they're not happy doing yep. what they're doing yep. for fear of the repercussion, whether it's from the employer, whether it's from whatever. And I've, yeah. I've for years, and this used to get me in trouble with, with my wife, but we, we go to <laughs> McDonald's job. or go to anywhere and you would get poor customer service. And I would look at them and say, if you hate your job, quit. And some of you will probably say something, wow, you're being a real, <laughs> real dick. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, you have the opportunity uh, in certain respects to, to um, at least break down stigma and create happiness and creating happiness, which is kind of, again, what live for today is all about yeah. is about those moments where you normalize things and you break down stigma yeah. and you become the person that you can be. And if it's by labeling your emotions and, and outwardly speaking about them, um, does it scare me to sit in front of a large room and talk about my feelings? Not anymore. Used to. Um, used to. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't want to feel vulnerable. You don't want to feel like, you know, a weaker human Less being. of a man. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a, a PTSD battler. I don't say I'm a sufferer because I battle it. Some days I win, some days I lose. Uh, but that's a whole other uh, episode or, or trilogy or yep. uh, work in the making. But, you know, <clears throat> being able to identify and talk about why I feel the way I feel or know my triggers and understand it and to tell my story. If my story can help one person and I know that's a cliche in itself yeah. but if one person takes something that we say if I say and they it then just, them. just start talking to somebody yep. like I yep. saw this this guy on, on YouTube or, or uh, yeah on, on, on Facebook yep. and I just my mouse wouldn't work and I couldn't click off the page so there I was stuck listening to them yep. um, but he just said something and I wanted to tell you you know I haven't been all right then all of this is worth it yep. and, and we've talked about this what success means and I think that's again when we talk about society Society seems to have dictated what success looks well, like. Well, how many how many really really rich people do we see commit suicide because mm-hmm. they're not happy or whatever that happens? But what do right? what do non rich people want to be? But then there's poor people that are extremely happy. Yeah. Whatever poor means, like yeah. there's all these definitions. So I think, yeah, you got to define what success is, and I don't I don't I, know what I don't it know is. what it is. No, at yeah. the personal level, I thought you know when I was growing up, if I make fifty thousand dollars a year, I'm going to be a happy guy, and then I hit fifty thousand dollars, and you're like, well, I still want, I still need, yeah. I still this. 
So, you, you know, you strive for the next level, whatever that is. But I don't think you can associate success yeah. with money. I think yeah. it has to be a personal intrinsic feeling where my family makes me happy. My yeah. boys, despite the fact they drive me bananas someday, uh, some days. Love, hate. Love, hate. I, I, oh, <laughs> I, I had the conversation with my son today. I Same said, I will insane. always love you. I yeah, always no matter love what, you, yeah. but I don't always like your behavior. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know. <laughs> that, That's a good one. I it is. That I, I've said it to my wife yeah. <laughs> as well. I love you, but I don't always like you. Um, but we we have to identify success intrinsically and stop listening to what people around us tell us should be success. I'm looking at my watch and for a reason. A, we got a we got five minutes left. But we started this at 28 minutes. It's been 22 minutes, which means theoretically, 22 people yeah. have committed suicide in Canada. Oh, globally, I globally. Read it. Okay, yeah. so 20. So in Canada, of those that have committed suicide, 75% have been men. Right. So um, that's a crazy. Like we've been sitting here talking about stuff, and, and yet there are people dropping, like dying every yeah. every minute. Yeah, I know for sure. We uh, we talked about the health component last week and doing our 60k and, and being physically fit. Uh, neither one of us had great weeks. Um, I w- I went for a couple brisk walk, but yeah, yeah, I mean it's such a you know mental health and physical health. I think tie hand in hand so, on. Too. You know. It's again late at night. It's nine thirty. Oh my god! It's nine thirty. Um, we're not going to the gym tonight. Tomorrow night, what do you got on the go? You know, we've got all these different activities with our kids, and I know mm-hmm. you, your kids are doing stuff. So it's, you know, it's a battle. It's uh, it's tough, but you know, it's understanding yourself and, and knowing what you got to do to get it done. For sure. So uh, a couple great resources that are up on the Lambert website is all the areas that you can reach out and speak to people. So. They have the Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, or CASP. They have the Brief Families of Ontario, Heads Up Guys, which is a men's depression resource uh, funded by the Lambert Foundation that provides guys with information and practical tips to manage and prevent depression, including resources for family. Uh, the Kids Help Phone, which has been around for years, they actually have a bro talk to it. So you can get a male-specific, um, provides male-specific content and support to uh, boys and youth. They actually, of course, uh, just announced to you with Kids Help Phone that you can um, just uh, text to six eight six eight six eight, and uh, they'll respond. Sweet. And, and we actually talked about this earlier. We, we found crazy. it we found it unique and interesting. But the uh, and I'll, I'll just say the first. So it's the None of It uh, Helpline, uh, and it's an Inuit-led suicide prevention program with a twenty four hour support line. And we we kind of ingest it. It's crazy that they have to have like a singular a, one, a singular one. But it's an epidemic, right. especially with the Inuit community. There the suicide rate, and I would. I venture to say, and I don't know it, uh, but it's much higher yeah, uh, comparatively totally. speaking per capita. So uh, it's unfortunate. And, and I mean, the segregation of some of these communities and the lack of resources, I think, is what has led them down or, you know, that ep- ep- epidemic down the path. All right. So this week, if you are uh, struggling, uh, you're watching the video, you, you know, want to learn about men's health, uh, mental health, sorry, make sure you reach out, make sure you know yourself, make sure you've got. Uh, friend, family member, someone you can talk to. Uh, I don't think you should hesitate because most of them, I think you would be surprised at how open they are to listening. So I think the biggest thing I would pass along to uh, men and women listening to this is simply reach out. Uh, don't be afraid to talk about what you're feeling inside because ultimately getting that out is such a relief. Um, and quick example, I talk to people about my mother's death, uh, death, death, so often because it helps alleviate that uh, from you know sitting internally. So the more times I can explain it to people and share my experience, the lighter I feel about it, and the more I spread sort of some joy in the sense of you should love your family and you know there you know there are some worst you know scenario you know, terrible things can happen and, and just talking about it will help. So uh, talk more 
and good luck to you. Ian here from Live for Today. Mental health and uh, men's health is facing a crisis right now. We need to do our part to make it better, to make it normal, to break the stigma. So make sure you're talking, make sure you're asking, you're checking in, you're listening, um, you're being a person for somebody. We want to do our part to change what is happening. <sighs> Ready? Let's do this. You're the worst at that game. <laughs> no, you made me laugh. <laughs> I didn't see my eyes. <laughs>